Ask Me How I Know show. I'm your host, Julie Holly, and I'm so excited you're here. Ask Me How I Know is the only podcast in the multifamily niche replicating what takes place outside the walls of a seminar. Remember when we used to get together like that? This is like the lobby where honest, unscripted conversations take place and transformation happens. We'll talk about practical problem solving in the multifamily niche, as well as overcoming mental roadblocks. This episode is brought to you by Three Keys Investments. Three Keys Investments is dedicated to helping people like you, yeah, you, enter the multifamily investment space to build passive income and legacy wealth. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed Ask Me How I Know, I'd be honored if you did. Thanks so much for joining me today, and now for our featured guest. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Ask Me How I Know. This is Monday, and it is a mindset edition, and I want to thank you for joining me today. Hey, I had a goal of reaching 100 reviews before Thanksgiving, and I'm not quite there yet, so we're going to extend it out to Christmas. I'm, I'm basically acting like a bunch of those people with their Black Friday sales, right? Um, most of people started those sales like two weeks before or a month before Black Friday, and then they've extended them beyond Black Friday. So anyhow, I don't know, call it like Cyber Monday fun. Um, no. But anyhow, I am extending my goal um, so that everyone can help reach it. So if you haven't already rated and reviewed Ask Me How I Know, please go do that. The reason is that these podcasts do not just get out there, okay? I'm not like a multimillionaire or anything like that. And this podcast, I wanted to grow organically because when something grows organically, then it is much more powerful in the lives of the people that listen and everything. So if you gain anything from Ask Me How I Know, please share an episode, it might be this episode, with someone today. Please go rate and review it so that other people will hear about it and start listening and growing themselves. All right. Into Monday's mindset episode, I want to talk about who is sculpting you. My daughter loves to play with slime. And if you have kids right now, slime is still the rage. It just has not lost its, like, everybody, every kid I know, they still love slime. And it's not going away anytime soon. In fact, they like it so much that now there's, like, recipes for fluffy slime. Like, as if slime itself wasn't enough, um, now we have fluffy slime. Now, I'm going to totally date myself. If you are listening and you're somewhere around my age, you might remember Slime from Nickelodeon. And I can't remember this, the, the show, but it was a bunch of kids. They'd get on and they'd be contestants. And then they'd have like this big thing of green slime dropped on them. So if you know what that show is, <laughs> or if you even know what I'm talking about at all, then we know that we're in you know the same demographic here. Um, good time. So Slime is just a thing for kids. But the, here's the deal about Slime. I know I just went on this tangent about slime, but there is a purpose, I promise. So with slime, like you put it into your hands and you squish it up, but it doesn't maintain that shape, right? It's not like Play-Doh, where Play-Doh, you can shape it and it will stay, all right? So we have slime and it's more like Ublick from Dr. Seuss, right? That's one of his things where, you know, you get the recipe and it just like, it can be a solid or a liquid. You can tell that I taught children for a long time and I know these things. Um, and then we've got slime where um, it's just kind of gooey and it's never going to hold a shape. And then we have 
Plato, on the other hand, and Plato is like, I can shape it and it will stay. And there's something else that people use. Have you ever played with clay? Good golly, I did not like clay very much when I was a kid. You want to know why? It was so hard to work with. Literally hard, right? You might remember that with clay, you have to actually like warm it up a bit. Or you have to have tools that can kind of scrape away at it. Does anybody remember that? Taking that clay and you're like, maybe in science class, you had to shape it into something and it, it is tricky and it is difficult. Well, all of these things, slime and Play-Doh and clay, all of these things have something in common. They can all be molded and shaped. Guess what else can be molded and shaped? You and me, we can be molded and shaped. So as I was thinking about this, I'm reading a book, you're going to hear tons about this because I'm actually running a book club on it. And I'm super excited about Brendan Bouchard's book, High Performance Habits. I've worked with a lot of the content throughout 2020. It's been amazing in my life, a huge, huge blessing. And so I wanted to carry that over in a bigger way in 2021. And something really caught my eye when I was reading about clarity. And it's talking about the people um, like sculpting their lives, right? And as I was thinking about sculpting, all of these different mediums came into play. And sometimes we take these measures and they're just like these temporary like flash sculpts, right? And so maybe we go on a um, like oh, I'm going to go do like, uh, everybody's doing the fasts right now, right? Like I'm going on a 72 hour fast. Whoa, cheer me on. Okay. And I do cheer you on. I'm seriously not trying to make fun of anybody who is doing that. Um, I'm just using this as an example. There are a lot of people that will go and do something as a temporary measure and almost like New Year's resolutions. And they do these things temporarily and it really has the effect of slime right? It's kind of like it could be squished. It'll take the shape of whatever container it's in for as long as it's in it. So as long as that slime is in the container, it's going to maintain that shape. So as long, let's just go back to the fasting. As long as I follow that fasting protocol, maybe it's once a week that I take a, you know, a long one 24 hour fast or something or 36 hours, then as long as I'm doing that, then I'm going to maintain um, the byproduct of that, right? No different than whatever diet we're on, whatever exercise we're on. As long as we are doing and participating in those things, we will maintain that shape. But the moment we stop, oh my gosh, have any of you ever stopped your exercise program for whatever reason? Like I usually will take once a month, I usually take three days in a row off just because I believe in the power of letting my body rest. And sometimes after just three days, I'm cool. I go back and I'm actually a little bit stronger and have more endurance. But when we could travel... When I travel, I generally don't work out. And so if I'm gone for five, 10 days, um, and then I return to the gym, it's not very comfortable. And that's just an example of I'm like slime, okay? So I can maintain whatever I'm putting in as long as I'm making those deposits, I'm going to maintain that shape. In this case, that's actually 
physically, you know, like physically I'm going to stay in that shape, but you can, can, you can put this and apply this towards your emotions and towards a lot of other things, right? As long as I'm in harmony in the relationships in my life, I am going to be satisfied. As long as I'm putting out positive things and I'm, you know, more than likely going to receive something positive in response, then I'm going to maintain something positive. Okay, so I'm keeping that shape. I'm like slime. Then we have some things in our life that are like Play-Doh. And they'll have a little bit longer lasting effect in our life. And I'm not going to spend too much time on Play-Doh because I think you get the idea. I've spent a lot of time on the slime. So Play-Doh is kind of the in-between. But now we're going to go to the more painful one. And that is clay. Sculpting. Sculpting is painful. It requires sacrifice. It requires precision. I would always think about... um, Oh gosh, I hope you guys don't don't get upset with me for not knowing. I should know. I'm just thinking of the statue of David and I'm thinking was that Michelangelo, I believe, who sculpted that. And I'm thinking of the precision of that. And I'm just thinking of all the columns that the um the Romans have and the Greeks, right? They have these amazing columns. And I just want you to go back in your mind's eye for just a moment and I want you to picture all of these sculptures. Ancient, don't just go back a few years. Let's go to ancient times where they sculpted with such exquisite precision. That was exactly that, precision. It required sometimes a little chisel here. And sometimes they just simply had to take off like huge blocks, right? So imagine Michelangelo gets gets this huge piece, I don't know what material, um, he's uh, that David is sculpted out of. He, let's just imagine he gets this huge stone piece. And now he's going to carve out where the head is. I mean, he had to, to chisel off a huge piece. And that wasn't just like, uh, you know, okay, tink, 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 tink. I mean, he probably took this, some type of tool. If some of you might know what it was. I don't. And he probably took some big tool and actually just like hammered and just broke a huge piece off just so he could start doing those more finesse movements um, to sculpt the details of the head. Now, why don't you think about that in your life? Your life is being sculpted. And that's such a cool concept, right? And we have some control over who holds the tools that are sculpting us. In fact, in large part, we're holding those tools that are sculpting us. But a lot of times, we are passing some of those tools to other people. I have um, my husband, just an absolute dynamite rock star life partner to have in my life. And he is a tool in my life that helps sculpt me. He'll call me out on things, but actually not very often. He's like super patient with me and kind. But guess what? That kindness is actually something that sculpts my life in a tremendous powerful way. Like you don't have to be sculpted in cruelty and through pain necessarily. Sometimes we can be sculpted through grace and patience and kindness and love, right? So I so let's think about all the different tools that we can be sculpted with. Unfortunately, many of us have to be sculpted through a little bit more pain. Uh, so, and and I'm definitely one of those. I, I sometimes have to learn, you know, trial by fire. And 
And I guess I wouldn't say that that's such a bad thing as long as we're learning, growing, and progressing. So that's a good question to ask yourself, right? Am I learning, growing, and progressing? Who are the people in my life that are sculpting me? At one point, I had some people in my life that were influencing me, right? Influence is a type of sculpting. And those influences were not the best influences in my life. I didn't realize it at the time. And my husband gently told me, hey, these these voices, maybe you shouldn't be hanging around them so much. I wish I would have listened to him a lot sooner. He he trusts me tremendously. And I ultimately did come around and say like, wow, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to hang around those people. That's not, that's bringing me down. That's not really benefiting and serving me well. And, and I'm not able to serve them well, because they don't want to, uh, they want to stay the way they are. And hey, People can be who they want to be, and and we all have our choices to make. But that's part of the sculpting process, right? Part of sculpting is evaluating and defining, like knowing what is it that you want to be? What's the final vision that you cast for your life? Going back to, I think it was Michelangelo, right? and he's sculpting David, he had a clear vision in his mind of what David was going to look like. He had a vision of from this big block of stone, he had an idea, this is what I am going to make from this huge block of stone. As you evaluate your life, not many people take time to consider and imagine and to visualize what they want their life What masterpiece do you want your life to be? When's the last time you asked yourself that? As we're wrapping up 2020 and preparing to head into 2021, I hope that you're taking time to evaluate these things. Where have you gone through 2020? How has 2020 served you? What were the challenges that you overcame? What challenges sculpted who you are, how you respond, what you think about things and how you think about things. There have been a lot of pressures and influences, but all of those pressures and influences can lead to tremendous gains and strides in our life. Look for them. You're going to find them when you look for them because it's through the pain, through the chipping away of our experiences, of the influences in our lives and what we're willing to succumb to that we're able to be shaped and changed into the next version of ourself. And hopefully you have an idea of who you want to be and where you're headed. Now, here's the thing. You need to be prepared. Are you prepared to be sculpted? The piece of clay that you hold in your hand as a kid that you have to warm in your hands in order to sculpt, it's pliable. It wants to be sculpted. It wants to become what its creator wants it to become. Are you willing to be sculpted? Or do you just want to stay a big block of hard rock? The choice is yours and our willingness to to be sculpted and to warm up and to become pliable will will prepare us for where we're going to go, for who we are and where we're going to go. Now, I'm not really a crafter. I used to be as a kid. I'm not a crafter by nature any longer. And I think what happened was I was so discouraged because I would have 
an idea of what I wanted something to look like. And then there was a reality of what it did look like. Even for Thanksgiving, I made a chocolate cake and it's my favorite chocolate cake. If you need a recipe, this is like the chocolate cake recipe to go for the icing, everything about it, right? But here's the thing. My chocolate cake is ugly. It looks like a Pinterest fail. (laughs) And, And I'm okay with that, but I'd like it to look better. Ultimately, what happened was as I was growing up, I would have these grand visions in my mind of this is what it's going to look like. My drawing's going to look like this. My painting will look like that. My bead project will look like X, Y, Z. And it wouldn't look like what I had envisioned. And I became discouraged and I just kind of quit. Now, if we really want our life to become a masterpiece, we cannot quit. And obviously I have not quit. I just happened to find another medium that I preferred over fine arts. And that happens to be uh, written and verbal communication. (laughs) But what I want to impress upon you through this is that our final product often does not match our initial vision. I'm going to say that again. Our final product does not often match the initial vision. See, along the way, our vision starts to change. And we we think that we have clarity when we begin, but we gain more information along the way. And that other information informs us and allows us to dream bigger or maybe draw back on something as we're we're chiseling away. Who knows? Have you ever considered that maybe as Michelangelo is sitting there chiseling away at the statue of David, that maybe he came across a vein in, in the marble, I think it's marble, maybe he came across a vein in there that he could not um, justify. And maybe he changed the way David was standing or something like that. I don't know. We, we will never know what actually happened. But there, I guarantee there is a flaw on that statue that if we were standing with Michelangelo talking about it, he'd be like, Oh yeah, you see that spot right there? We all have that. And we have to receive that. We have to accept that, one, there are going to be circumstances that we cannot see and we cannot be prepared for. COVID, dang. was and Did anybody see 2020 and COVID coming? Did anybody see the repercussions of that? No, we didn't. So we have to flex with what we have. So as we're sculpting, there are going to be some circumstances that are going to change the path. There are going to be some aha moments that our thinking is going to change. We're going to meet people along the life journey, and those people are going to also help steer us. And that's why I say, who are the sculptors you're inviting into your life? Are they trustworthy sculptors? Are they sculptors that have proven themselves in whatever they're chipping away at you? I definitely have people in my life that I trust in various capacities, but maybe I don't trust them in all capacities, right? I might have somebody that I trust to help me specifically with my business, but I might have somebody that's in like that I trust more with my spirituality. You don't have to have a one size fits all one person for for all things. It's not like Gollum one ring to rule them all. It's not like that. We need to invite lots of influences and lots of sculptors, but we need to vet them and make sure that they are the right people to help impress upon us. 
most importantly for me, um, and and this is going to be different perhaps for a lot of you listeners, but for me, you know, trusting people of faith, I have my Bible and I really trust God a whole lot. And so far has not failed me. God has brought all the right people into my life. And as I mentioned, I even had some people come into my life that weren't the best influences, but through that, I even gained more and that worked out really well for me as well. So all things can work out really, really well. As I'm leaving you today, I want you to please consider what is a vision of your life? What is a masterpiece that you would like to become? Who's helping you become that? Are you a piece of slime where you have to make constant deposits, but as soon as you stop, it goes away? Or do you have, have you built up um, a network of people around you that just has a good synergy to it that just keeps it swirling so that even if you lose traction, the traction is still going because they're still there sculpting you and cheering you on or pressing into you. You get to decide who you become. You get to decide what your life looks like. You do. 2020, COVID, all of that, nothing else gets to decide. Yes, those are circumstances and they present challenges and hurdles to overcome perhaps, but those do not define you. As you go about your week this week, I hope that you'll set time intentionally aside, maybe in the shower. I listen to podcasts when I'm getting ready in the morning, or I'll just turn them off and just do a lot of reflecting. Whatever it is, I hope that you're setting time aside so that you are reflecting this week specifically on who are you becoming. All right, guys. Can't wait to hear from you. Um, Thanks again for going to rate, review, subscribe. And please, if this episode resonated with you in some capacity, I, I would greatly appreciate it if you would share it with others. Until next time, go find your freedom. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Ask Me How I Know. This episode was brought to you by Three Keys Investments. They are dedicated to helping people like you. Yeah, you, my awesome listeners, develop passive income and legacy wealth through multifamily investing. Feel free to check out their website, threekeysinvestments.com, to see if there is an offering that will help your portfolio grow and meet all of your needs. If you haven't already rated, reviewed, subscribed, liked all of those bells and whistles, I would be absolutely honored if you would do that for Ask Me How I Know. Thanks again and go make it a great day.